Freaking go, LSU fans. We've got a fun live stream lined up for you today. Your boy's going to be actually in Oxford tomorrow. Really excited about that. Uh, going to meet up with a uh, familiar face here on PHL. But, you know, for me, I want to start off with my prediction. I know I should save it for the end of the video. I do believe LSU will win this game. I do. Um, and look, there are games where I feel like eh, it's probably not going to happen. This game is one that I am leaning towards LSU heavily. Now, that's pretty interesting considering that the sharp people that I trust, there's normally about uh, a few analytic accounts that I love to follow. Bill Connolly, Plus, obviously, the stats of war, all these people that actually do like Ole Miss slightly here, especially from a betting perspective, considering Ole Miss is an underdog at home. Um, there are quite a few people, though, out there that feel as if LSU is the team um, to beat in the SEC. And I feel like this team, the way that they're playing offensively, will have enough to get it done. And I do think this game will be a shootout. I have a difficult time seeing us stopping them. But the main reason why is I do believe LSU will get a few stops because of how poorly Ole Miss's offensive line has played up to this point. And I'm going to be real with you. I just don't trust Lane Kiffin to win a big game. I just don't. It's just in my system that I will never trust him to beat someone superior to him until I actually see it. And it's not only that I even want to see it. I just want him to be competitive in one of these settings. I understand, you know, last year, the Alabama game, there were some bad calls that went against him. But this is also me just pushing against Lane in a big spot. So I truly do believe LSU is going to win this game. I also want to bring up one very interesting thing that Brian Kelly brought up about Walker Howard that in this week's preparations, they have changed their signals uh, because Walker Howard, of course, played last year and we had the same OC. We have the same exact quarterback situation as we did last year. So it's very, very, very interesting. Um, I cannot wait. I really do mean it. I cannot freaking wait for this game on Saturday night. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I will not be at the game. I will be in Oxford tomorrow doing a small little event. I say small. Might be big. I honestly don't know, uh, but really looking forward to it. Uh, if you want more, want more details on that, please hit me up on any social media platform at Power Hour LSU. Um, but, yeah, uh, I hope I get to meet some of you tomorrow afternoon in Mississippi, okay? Now, do I think the hand signal thing is something you should worry about? No, I don't. I obviously still believe that Ole Miss's defense just doesn't have enough to stop LSU's offense. And I think for yet another season, the Ole Miss secondary is an issue. Now, they did upgrade defensive coordinator with Pete Golding 
but still. Now, the other big newsworthy thing, and I promise you're going to get to all your comments, all your super chats, all that good stuff. Once again, if we get to a hundo tonight, we will give out this Andrew Whitworth card. Um, I think this is, to me, uh, the, the, the biggest injury news is that Omar Spates is healthy. He is back. And I know a lot of you feel as if LSU is in a better spot here with Whit Weeks. That might be true. I would still start Whit Weeks. I do think Whit Weeks has played better up to this point. But he is a true freshman, and you want a rotation. And the question that I will ask you is, what is the linebacker rotation looking like after Greg Penn and Whit Weeks? It is basically West Weeks. And when West Weeks has played, he's not been all that great. He's been okay, but especially versus Ole Miss, it's a tough matchup. So Omar Spates just adds a little bit more depth up to this point. And I think West Weeks can can play, especially if he's playing alongside his brother. I think he can go out there and give us some reps. But I do think Omar Spates coming back is a good thing. And for those that tuned in early and clicked the like button and all that stuff, you saw that the thumbnail image changed because – some injury news from today's practice. Aaron Anderson got hurt again with a minor hamstring. He did not finish practice, but Brian Kelly also said it wasn't serious. And I honestly started factoring Aaron Anderson a little bit more into what I believe could actually happen on game day. He made a really difficult catch for a first down out of the slot this past week. And it, it was really, really, really nice. And he's also run some routes where he's gotten open and just not gotten the ball. He had started playing better, but, you know, this has always been a thing with Aaron. Lower body injuries, whether it's a knee or a hamstring or whatever, he is banged up yet again. I hope he gets healthy because we could really use him. Okay? So, we are going to chat with Kenneth Mick LD88. Uh, that is per Brian Kelly that Omar Spates is ready to go. Jared, our first Super Chatter of the evening. Thank you so much. And there you go. Poll question is up. Do you hate Ole Miss more than you hate Florida? You tell me. Okay. So there you go. Whit Weeks is back. I say Whit Weeks. Omar Spates is back. Now. Next thing I'll bring up, anytime head coaching news is in the news, we'll chat about it. Brett McMurphy, via the Action Network, says that Matt House is one of six coaching candidates at Michigan State. Do I believe Matt House gets this job? No. Um, but he is one of the four candidates here that has played or coached at Michigan State. So, obviously, Matt House isn't having the best year here. Is he head coach material? We don't know. He's never really been a head coach before. I think at this point, though, I'm a little shocked at this list. You know, Enos and House aren't having the absolute best seasons. I could see Mike Elko, though, definitely – get this job. Charles Huff would be very interesting. Marshall, of course, started the season 3-0, and 
but not really an offensive guy, even though he has an offensive background as a running backs coach. Pat Narduzzi, I could see. Mike Tressel, I just don't know a whole lot about him. Okay, we already went over the Walker Howard thing. Um, Ethan Smith, you know, we mentioned this in our film study earlier this week, um, that I would like to see Mason Smith not play the nose guard, right? And Brian Kelly actually referenced that very thing tonight. Um, And obviously, he's way smarter than me. He's seeing the same thing I'm seeing. You know, when you play nose guard, it's tough to actually go make plays or tackles or whatever. So do not be surprised if you see Mason Smith playing a little bit more defensive end. Um, Mason Taylor, almost 100% healthy. Um, here's Wilson Alexander. Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly said he liked the physicality shown in LSU's run game. Now he wants to see more outside runs. So some outside zone action, you could see it. And then once again, this is the Omar Spates and um, Aaron Anderson injury updates here. That's basically everything you need to know from tonight. Let's go to MDP. Let's get it going. Will Chris Hilton get more snaps this week? I'm surprised he didn't get more last week because he is playing well. Yeah, you know, it, it's 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 interesting, Michael P. Like, he, he is still playing quite a bit. I do think, though, I'd have to go back and, and, and look. It did seem like his snap count went down some in this past weekend's games. But the, the, the truth still remains the same. Our offense is so heavily focused around Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr., and those two have gotten open so much – and what we know about Jaden Daniels as a quarterback is he likes throwing to players he is comfortable with. Okay. It's just the truth. How do I know this? Well, Aaron Anderson's gotten open some and Jaden hadn't ripped it. Okay. Outside of a few times, he likes his guys. And some quarterbacks are like that. Not every quarterback is, is, is like Burrow and Burrow's going to find the, 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 the best matchup. Okay. Um, there's actually quite a few quarterbacks that are like that. Um, and I don't blame Jaden. I would just be throwing to BTJ Malik at this point until somebody stops it. Because right now, as much as I've seen Jaden still get criticized, and I said last week his first half was very shaky. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Jaden Daniels is the quarterback of the number one offense in the SEC. Okay, so at this point, you kind of have to look at the LSU offense like the Philadelphia Eagles offense. Now, we don't run the same type of offense. We just don't. But structurally, it's very similar, right? Two very strong number one and number two options. Very, very, very strong number one and number two options. A good tight end who's not going to have like you know, a Travis Kelsey type of game and Mason Taylor. He's going to give you some. And the Eagles have Dallas Goddard. A good offensive line, which LSU has. The Eagles have a great offensive line. A dual threat quarterback and a great load of running backs. Okay. And it's kind of rare that, especially in these modern offenses, that the number one and number two guy is so far ahead of the number three guy. Right. Um, but, but that's, that's where we are. 
Okay. Um, and for good reason, for good reason. You know, I was very heavy on the train that BTJ was the number two guy going into the season. It wasn't super duper clear cut, but it looked that way because the regression to the mean. Okay. BTJ had gotten very unlucky these past couple of seasons. And now we're starting to see what this guy can really do. Okay. So, um, Kind of sucks though with Aaron Anderson. I was going to talk about him a lot tonight because the catch he made last week was really, really, really difficult. Okay. Um, we go here to SMC. Any updates on Landon Ibietta? Okay. Um, it, it's kind of like the same thing with like Quincy Wiggins and 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 guys like that. If they were healthy. Through four games in the season, they would have played by now. They would have played. Okay, so it's either the coaching staff don't don't view them as SEC caliber players, or they're injured, and and it could be a mixture of of both of them. It's really hard to play wide receiver at LSU. It is really, really, really hard. Um, not it's it's hard. I think Kyle Parker is really good. He's he's he played some of the first game and he's not really gotten any reps of wide receiver since. It's really hard to cut it. It really is. And the interesting thing about that SMC is we're looking for that bona fide number three guy, whether it be Chris Hilton or whether that be um whoever else. Okay. So there you go. Look at this. Oxford bound in the morning. If you're gonna be there tomorrow. Let me know, um, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll shoot some content from from out there because I want to see you guys. I'll be out there tomorrow afternoon. Thanks, Carter. Great film study this week, by the way. Thank you, Michael, for the super chat. You get to pick the next topic. Go right on ahead. We'll, we'll talk a little bit if you haven't seen the film today. We'll talk a little bit about um, what we talked about there. Okay, there's been a few times this year where it's it's very fun um that we talk about something in a film study and then a coach brings it up in a press conference they probably don't watch me i'm just being honest but it's just i like that they're seeing a few things that i'm seeing and of course they are they see everything but a few things from that film study i would like to see mason moved around some i do want to see more jordan jefferson I do want to see some Womack. We talked a lot about Womack last night. We did a whole show on Womack, basically. But the simple truth is MDP, I want to state something right now. There are two position groups throughout the SEC this season that have stunk. They have been dog water, horrible, bad, any word you want to think of. Two position groups I've seen consistently. Offensive line and the secondaries. Okay? Now, more often than not, there isn't a team in the SEC that has bad both of those. But last week, we played one of those teams. They had a bad offensive line. They had a bad secondary. Okay? The truth here is we're playing another team 
with a struggling offensive line and a struggling secondary. Now, I think their secondary is better than their offensive line, and they're also playing at home. So offensive line play gets easier when you're at home. There's a lot of different reasons as to why. The biggest, though, is communication. The truth is LSU. LSU has exactly what they need to take advantage of that. One thing that would concern me, though, all right, and why I want to move Mason around just a little bit and do a few things differently. Right now, we are the worst team in the SEC in yards per carry on defense. We're not a good explosive play defense at this point, but the talent is there. We should be able to stop their run. We should. We should. We should have better run defense. Okay? I feel like we're catching blocks some, and um, we just, we just got to be better. We just do. Yeah, I'm down. Dr. Morgan, good to see you. Justin, uh, no Polini. Yeah, I know that. I think you're a reference in the Michigan State job. Huh? 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 Um, yes, more than likely, I will not be at the game on Saturday, unfortunately. I'm going to drive back. Go to Michael P. Will House make the perk changes needed? A little bit of mind games this week from Lane Kiffin. Okay, he's, he's saying, well, you know, they're not playing Harold Perkins correctly. The position that he's playing isn't where he needs to be. And, and that's not exactly what he said, but he referenced the you know, not the controversy, but the discussion about Perk playing out of position. Here is, uh, I hate it when I'm doing a film study and I repeat the same word over and over and I don't really uh, realize it. And the word that I kept using in the um, in this last film study was math. Kept using it over. Math, math, math. It, it changes the math, Okay. The issue with Harold Perkins is our math gets a little bit off with the way we are currently using him, okay? So if we put him where we're playing him as like a nickel outside linebacker type, it hurts us in pass defense, and it could in theory hurt us in run defense. And I showed it, you know, in the film study – Check it out. It was done yesterday, and the thumbnail is Madhouse, okay? So what I would do is make him a jack. Play him where Swinson and Agufu have been playing. Now, at this point, Swinson's been our best jack. Agufu hasn't been healthy. Um, suffered a minor injury before the season that not a whole lot of people know about, and he also had a lower body injury uh, as well. And if they do just run straight at us and it doesn't work, then just take Perk out and use him like we used him last year. There is nowhere 
anywhere in the SEC bylaws that say we have to use him as an every down player. Okay? You don't have to. Now, obviously, would it be optimal for a playmaker of that ability to be on the field every snap? Yes. Yes. Is there a piece of me that thinks we potentially bailed a little too much on the out uh, the, the actual off-ball in-the-box linebacker experiment? I think so, just a little bit. But at this point, it's it's anything that we're doing is not working. And if we really struggle in this game defensively and we run the same exact defense, at that point, Matt House needs to just scrap everything. Nobody has a guaranteed role. Outside of maybe Wingo and a few others. And it's important to keep that in mind. Okay? So this would be my retort to this, Pegasus. Do it. Do it. Let, let's let's see if it works. We have the worst rush defense in the SEC anyway. Okay? Now, truth be told, I would do the same thing. I would. But what I would also say is I don't want to sacrifice a good defense for the sake of playing square pegs and round holes, if that makes sense. Okay. Now, truth be told, we have played good offenses up to this point. Florida State, when they're clicking, is probably the best offense in the sport this year. Obviously, Grambling had an NFL mind calling the shots. And, of course... Arkansas has an NFL quarterback, and we haven't been good. We've stopped one team. But I do think we had the pieces. Now, I would also say this. I think the defensive line is a lot more fixable than our secondary at this point. Okay? Okay. Black OT, are you making the trip? I know you make a lot of road games. But if you're just now joining us. I'm sorry. I don't trust Lane in a big spot. Now, I do want to wish a PHL icon a very happy birthday. As you guys know, we got a bunch of dads and daughters that show love here in PHL. Got a little message earlier today from PHL legend Dang. He wants me to wish his daughter Gracie a very happy birthday. She's one of my biggest fans. And she is turning seven today. Seven. Seven. Congratulations, Gracie. Happy freaking birthday. So there you go. You'll throw some happy birthdays in the chat for my buddy Gracie. Now we're going to keep it going. Jay Red, good to see you. Justice says, I like Perk's perk blitzing up the middle. Okay. You're not going? Man. There you go. Look at that. 
We got some super dads here. Jared's a, a granddad to a granddaughter. Black OT's a, a girl dad as well. Big out. There you go. Okay. Now, I want to get into some, some other topics here. All right. Let's chat about the running game. I just want to see Caleb Jackson, Logan Diggs, and Josh Williams out there. Okay? Could it be that John Emery comes out and has his best game as an LSU Tiger? Sure. But when he played last week, the offense stalled. The offense stalled. I want Caleb Jackson to be a bigger piece of what we're doing. Okay. He looked good last week. Again. So now we got multiple practices. We've got multiple games now where he's looked good. I think it should be the Diggs Williams Jackson show. And if there is an RB, give Noah Kane some run. Okay. Now, next thing I would mention, and this is very brief. This is a deep cut here. And I understand that this is not Tredavious White, Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, Odell Beckham Jr. back there. It's not Skylar Green back there. It's not Chad Jones back there who actually has a punt return touchdown in the state of Mississippi. It was against state, but who cares? Gregory Clayton. Ole Miss has some of the worst punt return defense in the SEC. Just want to point that out. Okay. Just really quickly. Trendon Holiday, who's got a kick return touchdown. Let's go to Kenneth. My daughter had my first grandbaby on Pawpaw's birthday. Congrats, Emma. Happy birthday to you. There's no one that hates Ole Miss more than Sibley. I, I don't know why Sibley hates Ole Miss so much more. I will say this, okay? Sibley has a deep hatred for Ole Miss. It's deep. I do think the Ole Miss game means a lot more for the 60 and up crowd here at BHL. So the Skippers, the Sibleys, the Eds, this game means a lot to you because you might not have been in your heyday when Billy Cannon ran it back, but your parents were. Okay. And that, you know, think about it. Like pre earthquake game, maybe that's the most iconic LSU football moment that we had had. The punt return, the Billy Cannon punt return. Now there are a few others, but 
you got to think, you know, from that late 50s, that was the moment. So you grew up hating Ole Miss. Get down on it. Get down on it. LD88, there you go. It means a lot. It means a lot. Now... Player X, that's a very spicy comment. He's calling a shot. Before we do that, don't forget, shop the PHO merch store, powerhourlsu.com slash shop. The link is right there. Powerhourlsu.com slash shop. Now, let's go to Player X's comment. Calling it not Carter. LSU had the bigger run game of the year. Oh, so I think this will be LSU's best rushing attack since 2019. And we had some good runs there in 2021. But Logan Diggs looks really good. I know it means a lot to you, Dr. Morgan, being in Mississippi. Oh, Okay, I'll touch on this. So, Terry Bussey, a five-star athlete, committed to Texas A&M over us, okay? And that was brutal for us because historically, the last official visit before a commitment date is the most important official visit. So when he said, look, I want to give LSU the last shot at recruiting me, that normally puts us in a really good spot, especially considering Texas A&M has a lot of wide receiver athletes already committed. Now, Bussy is an athlete. He could also play defense. Still, he commits to Texas A&M. Now, no big deal. Right, it's Texas A&M. Uh, this is what Josh brought up in the Discord is a very good point. You don't worry about Texas A&M too much because we've seen Texas A&M waste all this talent. Okay, let me bring one thing up though, and it might be a little of a, a little bit of a sore subject, but take it for what it's worth. Okay, they have beaten us on a lot of guys that we were in for. Weston Davis, Traylon Miller, and now today, okay? And they're all top 100 guys. And I've always shared with you that top 100 recruits move the needle more than all the other recruits. Now, it doesn't mean that those individual players will be successful. Once you step on campus, all those stars are at the door. You just got to be able to play. But it's the collection, right? 
So that sucks. It just does. If we lost out on just one of those three guys, obviously that's a really good thing. If we lost out on two of those three guys, no big deal. But we lost out on all three of those guys. Now we've done really good recruiting some guys that Texas A&M wanted. Most notably Harold Perkins. But let's call a spade a spade here. It is a little concerning. Now, you guys know how I am about this stuff. I don't like talking about recruiting during the season. I just don't. It sucks. We have actual football being played. But I will talk about it when a commit commits, especially when that commit is a five-star. Now, I probably won't mention him again until signing day. So the truth here is not too worried about it. I'm really not. We got a good recruiting class going right now. Um, Hearing some good things on Andre Evans out in Nashville. But there's still a lot of work to be done. Still a lot of work to be done. Okay? Also, something else you don't see me doing during the season is talking about recruiting rumors. It's It's just not that big a deal to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, let's go to one of our many patrons. Kenneth, thank you so much for being a Patreon patron. Wouldn't it be better to do press man instead of free releases? I mean, jamming them on the line will help our pass rush get to the quarterback faster and prevent those quick throws. Yes, it would especially the way Jimbo likes to run his offense. He likes it when you play off of him because when you play off, his routes do a really good job of opening themselves up. They do. Okay. And I didn't mention the kid from Louisiana, Dominic McKinley. So it's actually four top 100 guys. So, yeah. Once again, it's not me hating. It's just how it is. Okay. Let's go to APs. When does the next portal open up? Positions do we need? So, like, this has been kind of confusing throughout college football, okay? Mel Tucker got fired, all right? Michigan State's players have a chance to enter the portal now. Now, they won't be immediately eligible for um, the next, like right now. But I think the next portal window doesn't open until like December, I think. I think think it's like late December. But kids would already – Kids can announce their intention to enter the portal. And at that point, there's nothing you can do to stop them. You just can't. Um, now, positions of need. Uh, AP, the sad thing is there's a lot of them. Obviously, defensive line is going to be one. Definitely going to be one. 
DB is definitely going to be one as well. And at DB, I mean all of them, all the positions at DB. And really, outside of that, LSU should be pretty good. They should. Okay. I could see them make a play for a, a wide receiver. I could. And this kind of lends itself into the current team. All right. There is a player who I know I'd get some blowback for. All right. Um, that I think deserves to play. I do. And this is kind of just my personal preference. I am not at practice every day. I cannot speak to how this young man has been performing in practice, how he's handled his business every day in practice. I do hear things, but really only the people that are there every single day. Okay? But I would like to see Shelton Sampson play again. Now, do we wait until the Army game when it's not a high-leverage game to play him again? Maybe so. Maybe so. But I'm telling you right now, Sheldon Sampson can play. Is his confidence shot? It could be. When you have drops like that, Sometimes are really tough to overcome. And I know it was the most blowouty blowout drops you're going to see. Okay. The game wasn't even close. Game wasn't even close. So I would like to see him play because I do think at this point. BTJ is probably leaning more towards going to the NFL. I could also see him coming back. And if he does, then it obviously helps us out greatly. But as of now, we're not going to have any bonafide proven studs for the next year's team. I agree, Chance. It is lower on the on on the totem pole, but here's here would be my retort to this, Chance, is there are so many Louisiana wide receivers every year that are out there that go to a different school, they ball out. At this point, could we not use Keon Coleman? Could we not use Trey Harris? Could we not use? Whoever else out there, we're going up against a kid named Trey Harris. He's from Louisiana, from Lafayette, and he's playing for Ole Miss. Okay? I'm open to it. I'm open to it. So there you go. <laughs> do we have? Do they have another Coleman we could get? 
ironically, Jared, um, Cam Coleman is, is going to be the best wide receiver. Coleman, he's actually from Alabama. He's a five-star wide receiver who is committed to Texas A&M. He visited LSU, didn't really click. I think he's so good. I really do. If for some reason we could flip him, it's probably not going to happen. We wouldn't need a wide receiver. I do think he's really that good. I do. And to go with player X's point here, tight ends will be solid next year for the first time in a while. You better believe it. Kamarion Pimpton is more of a receiver than he is a tight end. So he's going to be a bigger factor next year for us as well. He can play. I still believe in Pimpton because Pimpton ain't easy, boy. It ain't easy. Now, you have one bit of recruiting positive news right after this. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. All freaking right. Uh, There is some good news. Sean Washington, he's a former defensive tackle uh, out of the state of Louisiana. He was committed to us, and then he eventually decommitted and went to Georgia. Left Georgia, went to JUCO, and now it looks as if he's going to come to LSU next year. So that's obviously some really good recruiting news. Okay? So let's see here. Hmm. All these studs go to AM just to go five and seven. Okay, I'll tell you this. If there was ever a time for you to cheer for Arkansas, it's next Saturday. Okay? They're playing Texas A&M. I made this point last time, but I'll make it again. You want the teams that you've already beaten to keep winning. You want Florida State to run the table. And you also now want Arkansas to beat Texas A&M. You do. Okay? Because you've already beaten Arkansas. You own the tiebreaker over them. And another loss gets more into the, well, are we going to fire Jimbo territory? So... You really want Arkansas to win this game because this would be Arkansas's second time in three years that they have beaten Jimbo. Okay. 
Arkansas was underdogs in all three of those games. And they should have won last year. Okay. They should have won last year. They're winning 14 to zero and they fumbled on the one yard line and got returned for a touchdown. You want Arkansas to win this game. Texas A&M is only a six and a half point favorite. Now, Danny girl, let's say, look, the injury to Connor Wigman is the best thing to happen to Jimbo Fisher. Because if Texas A&M ends up going just six and six or whatever, Jimbo could say, oh, well, I lost my quarterback. But if they end up going like nine and three, ten and two, Jimbo could say, could you believe what I did with the backup quarterback? Here's Doug. Doug's 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 been sliding on me for a while, man. I've been missing the cheesesteak convo. Do we really want Jimbo to get fired? We'll see. Huh? Uh, uh. Sibley says, yes, I've been to Oxford, and before they upgraded that high school stadium, it was always a struggle. Got to sweat Ole Miss. You do, man. You do. You just do. Here's Jordan. He says, I don't like being nervous about the Ole Miss game. Well, Lane's a good coach. Lane's a good coach. Samuel said the only time he went to Oxford, LSU lost. What was that, two years ago? I guess it was two years ago. The Rocket should be back for Arkansas. Timing. Jared says, I'm more worried about Mizzou. We have all week to talk about them. But I am too, Jared. I I really am. I hate that game. So it would have been 2015. And what happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Leonard Fournette. I think we wore like all whites or something like that. You used to play the I didn't know this. You used to play the game in Jackson every year. I didn't know that. I'm serious. I love new and learning new things every day. Remember, Max Johnson played in this game last year. Okay. Over 100 people on a Thursday. That's some really good stuff. I really do appreciate it. Keep liking and sharing the PHL Nation, brother. Keep it up. Share it with the world. Let them know that this is the best place for LSU football discussion. Share it on Facebook. Share it on MySpace. Share it on Tinder. That's what your Tinder bio should be, your hinge bio. I Watch P-H-L. And all the honeys will be hitting you up. Boys, girls, 
all different backgrounds and say, why, what the heck is PHL? It's only the funnest community on the planet. The best show since Breaking Bad. It's this. It's this. Rhythm up, baby. The Riz God is right here, brother. Do you think Dinvo and Zai can hold it down for us? You better believe it, Hugh. Hugh didn't even invite me to his tailgate this past weekend. I don't even know which one of these is you. Pierce says I'm going to need a money back guarantee if I don't get a match. Well, I've shared my stories in here. I have been in the middle of a bunch of wedding matches. Uh, I, I've been in the middle of a lot of them. One blind date at a comedy show. I got married six months later. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, that's, that's wild. Uh, a lady I knew went to the show, met a blind date there. And uh, the rest is history. I have a lot of these. Do it and uh, do it and uh, do it. Change your bio to that. And if you don't get at least a date in the next month, I will pay uh, whatever. I, I didn't know it costs money to, to, to have Tinder now. I didn't know it costs money to have Hinge. But yeah, I will be a brilliant matchmaker. Okay. Hell, I'm chubby now. So you don't have to worry about anybody you match with falling in love with me. Because I am chubby. Proud of it. I literally ate a, a chicken tender basket earlier tonight with some with some gravy. And I was like, I need to reevaluate everything. I do. I do. I do. Trust me, I, I was chomping down on some chips and dip last week with all the PHL Nation. Dr. Morgan saw me. I was mowing those things down. We had already eaten, drank, all that stuff. And Haley decided, oh, yeah, let me go let, let me go get some chips and dip. And she went and got the largest thing of guacamole, the largest thing of cheese dip, the largest thing of, like, salsa. And, of course, she doesn't eat anything. She's skinny. I went through and I was just like, okay, well, we can't just let this go to waste. And I was freaking kobayashi that thing, boy. Was... Tell him, Dr. Morgan was there. She's I will I will inhale. I will die. For some reason in the PHL Discord today, there was a discussion about the Dyson vacuum cleaner. I didn't know how that began. That's why I joined the PHL Discord. For LSU talk some of the time, but vacuum cleaner, chat all the time. Hmm. I'm serious. It's like it's like midnight and he's walking out. Yeah, I just got 
a, a cauldron. It wasn't even a cup. It was a cauldron of cheese dip. LD88. Do I have a... Oh. Uh, no comment. I do have a big romp, though. I didn't, I didn't know you'd be the one asking that, though. The Lord gave it to me. I'm blessed. I got this donkadonk. This huge booty. Now back to the d distinguished John Sibley Butler. Is it true that Ole Miss sees themselves as a spoiler in the conference? Is Ole Miss the bottom of the SEC West? Okay. So was there and is there still a path forward for Ole Miss to win the SEC West? No. It's, it's going to be really hard. They really needed to beat Alabama – and they got the unlucky draw this year, simply that they have to go to Georgia. Now, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for them because Ole Miss, during this entire crappy schedule format that the SEC has had, Ole Miss had by far the best matchup where their cross-division rival was Vanderbilt. So I don't have a whole, a whole lot of sympathy for them, but it's bad luck that – they had the 1-in-12 shot of playing Georgia in Sanford this year. So they had a 1-in-6 shot to play Georgia. They had a 1-in-12 shot to go to Sanford. And then obviously next year, this schedule format is, is, is gone, right? With Texas and Oklahoma, the rotations are going to change. We don't know what it's going to look like in the future, but still. So is – Almost the bottom of the SEC West. No, Mississippi State is still worse, even though they did show a pulse this past week versus South Carolina. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think they're the bottom, but they can be the spoiler, and if they do beat LSU, they're back in it. It's just going to be hard because if you they're going to need Alabama to lose twice no matter what happens they're going to need Alabama to lose twice in the SEC okay so Take that for what it's worth. Uh, his real name is Hugh. I'm wrong with that wagon. Red beans and rice. I do need to lose this weight, though. I 
I am not the red beans and rice guy. And that is hold the freaking mayo. John Snow. Okay, we had somebody just change her bio. B. Thomas changes bio to hashtag I watch BHL. I love it. MDP says the LSU defense is going to surprise everyone. They're close to putting it together. Won't be dominant, but they'll be plenty good enough to win. Jordan mentions intermittent, intermittent fasting. Hmm. Wait, wait, dude, this dude, I have, I have had the absolute worst luck, dude, playing fantasy football this year. I swear. Okay. Earlier, I got an alert that David Montgomery was not playing tonight. Okay. So I took him out and he he plays. I just got an alert that he is going off. I've had the absolute worst luck playing fantasy this year. The absolute worst freaking luck playing fantasy. The absolute worst luck. I swear. I I got a message from, dude. I'm about to go crazy, dude. I'm about to go freaking crazy. I hate it, man. I take fantasy football way too serious. I I, I, I dude. I am furious at that. And another thing that happened was I dropped Devon A chain week one. And for those that don't know, he had the greatest fantasy football game, basically ever from a running back, uh, since Jamal freaking Charles. Not even freaking Alan Kamara. Well, he did one time. Had north of 50 points. I'm so freaking furious, man. Furious. All right. Player X will see you, man. Here's what we're going to do. Because I do have to get up early in the morning. In the next 10 to 15 minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. But, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. If you do Super Time, we'll keep it going all night. If you got any LSU football-related questions, go right ahead. If you got any, any other related questions, you want to talk uh, NFL, Saints, fantasy, uh, if you want to talk basically anything. Uh, let's see. 
roughly about 50 or so away from giving out this Andrew Whitworth card here tonight. Perfectly fine. 20 years since the 03 team. So, hey, I'm pretty furious about the Dave Montgomery thing, though. I'm not going to lie. I've had a brutal, brutal, brutal year in fantasy. And I listen to the podcast. I have my own fantasy football channel. It's It's been hard. It's been hard for your boy. Very, very, very hard. Baby got back. Dwayne? Good to see you. What's up, Dwayne? Good to see you. Now, a few other things. I want to keep the, keep growing this thing, man. We are um, so close to 10,000 subscribers. That is absolutely crazy to me. 10,000 subscribers. It is so hard to have a massive college football channel. And I know it seems like it's just massive PHL, and it's it's way bigger than I ever thought, you know, doing it independent, not having any networks or anything like that uh, supporting me. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's tough doing the independent thing where, you know, I – don't have anyone working for me. I mean, I do have people that, that help me, but 98% of the work I do is is, is me. 10,000 subscribers. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And it's all because of you. Okay. Everybody, welcome. Dr. Jason. I say doctor. Mr. Jason and Shelby Gazzardo. Or Gizzarar. Gizzarar. Welcome to the channel. This is your first time commenting. And they want to talk about the LSU women's soccer team. So I'm going to be honest with you, Jason and Shelby. I don't know if you just started watching me. Uh, soccer is my second favorite sport. It might actually be my favorite. Uh... I should do a better job of keeping up with the LSU women's soccer team. So I guess I need to go look up how good they're doing. I have no idea. I'm serious. Um, so, yeah, I I remember calling uh, some of their games. So, yeah, I guess I need to go catch a game soon. I remember, I think, what was it, Coach Lee was a coach at the time? So, yeah, let's everybody welcome Jason and Shelby. Love the soccer results. I'll show some love for the soccer. Okay. Well, they're seven, three, and one. Okay, they have won 
three of their last four tied versus Pepperdine. And they played Texas A&M Commerce earlier this month to beat them 6-0. How about that? LSU soccer team killing it. Uh, They play Florida tomorrow night in uh, the soccer complex. Oh, it's free. Free to go. Unless I'm reading this wrong. Track and field, tennis, tennis, swimming and diving, soccer, women's golf, men's golf, cross-country, beach volleyball. Free. Did not know that. Free attendance. Let's go to Hugh. How much of a concern is it that Walker Howard may know some of the play calls? Hugh wants to keep it rolling. Not much of a concern. It's not. I do think it's interesting that Brian Kelly brought it up. Maybe that's not even something Lane Kiffin even thought of. But knowing Lane, he probably thought of it and said, look, is there anything you could tell me about them? Okay. Um, I, I'm not really concerned if, if they know our concepts or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. Um, our offense is not very predictable. It's not. You know, it was a big complaint last year. It did seem like they, they would get a little stale. But I, I think – I'll say this: There are a few things that I would, yeah, that I could see on tape that could be a giveaway, right? But that's very minor. Like you have to look very closely to look for tells and that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm not. Nothing wrong with ties. Nothing wrong with it. Sometimes one team is just as good as the other. Let's go. Dr. Jason and Shelby coming in hot. Looks like we're going to be hanging out for a little bit. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, Jason and Shelby. Dropping a 50 burger. Sam, we don't know. Was it Jason or Shelby dropping this? Or was it one of the kiddos? Maybe it was a baby who had dad's phone. And it was was just, you know, like a baby does when they get a phone. They just kind of, and it hit super chat. If that's the case, give them the phone. 
Thank you so much. Jason, Shelby, you have joined uh, the 50 Burger Club. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think we're there. We're at 92 right now. I thought it was 50 more. We're at 92 total. So if we get another 10, we're giving out the Whitworth. Right here. Right now. Right here, right now. It's all good, though. So Jason and Shelby from Brazelton, Georgia. Or is it Brazelton? Correct me, Danny girl. I know you're from Brazelton. Danny doesn't even know where Brazelton is. Brazelton must be must be a small town. I'm gonna tell you this: small town living is great. It just is. Would I like to be in a bigger city like Baton Rouge? Yeah, sure. But that's where Haley and I are trying to move. It's Baton Rouge. But I'd be down to go to Dallas. I want to go to a city. But there are so many things that you love about small towns. Okay, and this is the truth. If you really do live in a small town, okay, I call this the DGT ratio. All right, the DGT ratio will tell you if you live in a true small town. Okay. It is the amount of dollar generals divided by the amount of targets. Okay. That's it. That is a DGT ratio. That lets you know if you truly live in a small town. If you have a target, it's not a small town. It's not a small town. If you live within 30 minutes of a target, not a small town. If you have $5 generals in a small town. Now, guys, know if it's, if it's a small town, there could be a dollar general on 8th Street and then on 10th Street... Boom, another DG. That is what it is. The DGT ratio. If you got a target, you're out. You got one target, yeah. Don, 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 our, our FSU, PHL Prez. Good to see you, Don. Here's Jason, Super Chat. Love what you do for us. Me and my son watch all the time. I love it, Jason. And Jason, since you watch all the time, you already know this. But we haven't done one of these in a while. Super Dads of PHL, keep doing the daggum thing. You better prepare for it. You, you, you better... Keep providing for your wife. You better keep providing for your family. You better show up to your kids' soccer games, kids' football games, all those different things. Show up. Be there. Y'all won't believe this. Okay. Yeah. Y'all will not. Y'all will not freaking believe this. Okay. 
just to give you a little story, I don't talk a whole lot about my parents on here. All right. And I think dating girl would like to hear this story first. Uh, but we will go to our super chat. Hard conversations. Notre Dame fans' biggest complaint was that Brian Kelly couldn't recruit. May finish this cycle without a five star for the first time since 2012. Hmm. Now, while I, it is kind of crazy. I did notice that though. No five stars. Let me first share share the story. So. Um, my dad and my mom made a bucket list trip, bucket list trip to go see Beyonce last night in New Orleans. So they, they made the trip and they, they're huge Beyonce fans. So they went, obviously I like Beyonce, just do not really a hot take. She's what, one of the biggest stars ever. And then my dad and, and had a little bit of a midlife crisis. And he said, you know, one thing I've never done is I've never seen Guns N' Roses. So my dad said, we're empty in the tank. And they drove to Houston today to go see Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Talk about a juxtaposition. Beyonce one night, Guns N' Roses the next. Hopefully their tires didn't get slashed. <laughs> oh man. Oh, dang, super chat. Dr. Morgan, you're there last night? You you might have synced them. You might have synced them up in there. Ah. I don't mess with the beehive though. Don't mess. I don't, I don't say anything about Beyonce. <laughs> I don't uh, ever say her name. Ah! Anyway. But what is this comment right here? Beyonce's cousin was a client of mine years ago. Beyonce's family is in a 337. Dwayne, send me an email. I kind of want to know this juice. I don't want to. I don't want to get into the. I don't. I don't. I'm, I learned to not get in any conversations about certain A-list musical artists on here. I'll never get into debate about Taylor Swift, even though apparently that's the biggest story in football right now. I know to not touch Beyonce. I know to not ever discuss NBA Young Boy on here. Never. And I'm talking about good or bad. Never. There's some music I will never touch. Never. You can talk bad about Jay Z. Hove stands will 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 listen to a debate, but there are some A-list artists you you just do not. The, their fan bases will find you. They will find you and 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 get into your chat, and and ruin your lives. <laughs> Either there there's some artists like that. Foo Fighter fans, they're chill. Ho fans, they're chill. You can they they, they can they, they'll be okay. Huh? It's okay. You don't like us, that's fine.
Yeah, yeah, in Houston. That's that's what I said, Houston. Welcome to the channel, Nuke Noti. So let's get back into football here. Danny, appreciate you as always. We did get to a hundo, so we got to give out this Andrew Whitworth card. Hard conversations. Notre Dame fans' biggest complaint was that Brian Kelly couldn't recruit. We may finish this cycle without a five-star for the first time since 2012. So it is looking like that at this point, that LSU will not get a five-star. Okay. This obviously isn't a good thing. It's also not the absolute worst thing, okay? I do think five stars, it's it's a little bit harder now, Danny, to recruit and retain five stars because they always are going to know that someone else out there wants them, okay? And elite four stars get that too, but still, okay? So, yeah, you know, you want as many five stars as you possibly can. There was only one in the state of Louisiana and Dominic McKinley. And I'm you guys know, and I, I'll say this just I always have to say this just for reference because I am an LSU guy. Um you know, when Harold Perkins was at Texas AM and he picked Texas AM, I still had him as by far the number one player in that class. By far. I did not stay away from that. Didn't stay away from it. So what I'm about to say has nothing to do with a guy from Louisiana going to Texas A&M. It has nothing to do with it. But Dominic McKinley, to me, isn't the same level of five-star prospect as Mason Smith was. I, I think Dominic McKinley is very good. Okay? I do think, for me... It's not something that I have lost sleep over. Now, the question, Danny, is what about all these other five stars? Well, Van, there he is. So, uh, I think Van's okay with me saying this. I will be with Van tomorrow. Really excited about that. Uh, it's it's not often, you know, I get these opportunities to see you guys in person. It's just not. Um and obviously, Van's become one of my really good friends. Jared, I've gotten to see in person. Um, you know, I'm going to his boat next year in, in, in Mobile. Uh, so, yeah, really excited about tomorrow. Really am. Really freaking am. Uh, but to, to Van's point, five stars are starting to be overrated to me. A little, okay? Like, let me put it this way. I, we're not a better team if we didn't have Mason Smith or if we didn't have Harold Perkins. We're a drastically different team when those guys aren't a part of our team. They increase the upside of our team, okay? So the truth is, and, and I'm, just, I'm just being real here, okay? I'm just being real. Um. Five stars are of this era a very difficult thing to handle at times, okay? And there is also a debate about five stars being bid for. Now, sometimes 
I do think getting a five star is a little overrated. I do. It is a little bit of a hassle. I also don't view every prospect that is a five star is a five star. Okay. So for me on my grading scale, if I grade you, like I, I do a 10 point grading scale. So far in this last recruiting class, I did not have a recruit higher than a nine. I just didn't. Okay. In the recruiting class before, I had two at Emory Jones and I had Harold Perkins. Okay. Now, if you're a patron, you get to see all my grades or you get to see all of them. All right. From the last two recruiting classes, they're all there. Now, there's some guys that I have higher than lower, but that's just me. Okay. But always keep this in mind. A consensus is always going to be better than me. All right. So those composite recruiting grades are a consensus. So it's ESPN, it's rivals on three, two, four, seven, and it's all kind of pushed together. And it is crazy to me how, you know, some of these five stars pan out and some of them don't. I will tell you this as well. This last NFL draft cycle was absolutely absurd how correct they were with the five stars. It is absurd how correct they were. They 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 did the damn thing. Charles Power at on three, Andrew Ivins at two four seven. Those are two of the big wigs that make the decisions. Okay. They did the damn thing. They, they were Jordan game six. And that's how good they were, picking out the five stars. And the guys that didn't go high would have gone high if if things didn't, you know, plateau for them, right? Like, like Kayshawn, right? So, yeah, you know, you look historically recently, LSU has had a lot of five stars just flame out. They just have. Kayshawn. Flamed out. The Elijah Ricks situation flamed out. John Emery has is, is, is been a thing. Um, at least he's been, you know, locked in and ready to go. Um, you know, the, the the academic stuff is one thing, but at least he's worked hard and and, and at least stayed with the program. Um, Marcel Brooks what, was an interesting situation. Derek Stingley gave you one good year of football. In a few games in in twenty twenty, uh, it's it's been it's been tough sledding. That's why I say the star system is not the best way to look at it. It is true that the higher ranked recruits do turn out to be better players, and they are the ones that move the needle. Even twenty nineteen LSU was more so on the defensive side than the offensive side, but twenty nineteen recruits are the ones that move the needle. Okay. You need to view, though, and this is what I do. Are you a top 100 guy? And are you a top 125 guy? Now, normally every year of the top 100 to 125 guys, to go along with with Van Super Chat here, there's normally one where I evaluate them and I'm like, eh, I have a tough time seeing this come to be. 
And then there are other guys where I'm like, wait, Caleb Jackson's not a not a top 125 guy? Really? Whit Weeks is not a top 125 guy? Really? Now, they eventually kind of shot up, especially Whit Weeks. But, man. And then, obviously, Eric Gilbert. 35 catches as a true freshman. It's obviously an incredible mark. But yeah, you know, it's it's wild. It's absolutely wild. And this is also me just discussing the recruiting industry as a whole. All right. I like recruiting. I don't love it. I just don't. Like, I'm always going to have that opinion. Um, you know, a few years ago, um, I had one of you in a chat asked me about T-Bob and I's old show that we used to do. And it obviously just was a for-fun project. I think you can actually go back and listen to the episodes. They were crazy. We said, hey, we are not ever going to talk about recruiting. And we didn't. We didn't. And I'm glad we didn't. Okay, it was so refreshing. It is a lifeblood of your program. It is the most important thing that you do. But it's also one of those things where I think the recruiting industry has made some of these kids' expectations of what they're getting into something that it really isn't. And I'm going to go back and just say this one recruiting thing, and I'll get back to some of the more current questions. But the hardest thing for some recruits, and I spoke to one that was a, a pretty hyped four-star, and he's not from Louisiana, but he said going from – being a recruit and everybody hitting you up and you having all the leverage to then signing on with the school and losing that leverage, it is a dopamine drop-off, right? Now with the transfer portal, it's a little bit different. This player was a little bit older, but in the 2013-2014 range, but it is a dopamine drop-off. But now you can get back in the portal and you're getting all these followers again. You can go back on visits. It's still, though, so crazy how big of a star you are, okay? My recruiting content outperforms everything else. It just does. It just does. Do I like it that way? No, I don't. And then I, I had a tweet yesterday. The biggest thing that I would change about college football, this would be the number one freaking thing, all right? And we'll get back into talking LSU five stars in just a second. The biggest thing is... I would get rid of the early signing period. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. It is effing everything up. Move it back to February. Well, what about the early signees and early enrolling? Don't allow it. Don't allow it. Okay? I think it's stupid. There is nothing, nothing that has told me that early enrolling changes your outcome at all there are some players who have early enrolled didn't do a damn thing for them there are some kids that have later enrolled they have been the ones that have immediately contributed just look at the last couple of seasons yes there are a few guys that are early enrolled will campbell being one of those guys but most of our true freshman performers have been later enrollees okay emory jones jack bash caleb jackson um, and the list goes on and on. 
Okay, Whit Weeks was an early enrollee, but it's it, there's nothing that would tell us that that would that, that 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 would change anything. But anyway, that's a debate we can have all off season. But it's a good super chat, man. It is. Now, we do need to give out this Andrew Whitworth card, and I kind of. Uh, I, I was going to give it out to Steven. I don't think Steven's in here tonight. All right. Let's give it out to uh, – because he did say his son is also a big fan of the channel. We're going to give this out to Mr. Jason and Shelby Gazzardo. Congratulations, Shelby and Jason Gazzardo. You are the winner. All you got to do is shoot me an email. PowerHourLSU at gmail.com. Okay? Hit me up. And this card is yours. We always want first-time viewers to show some love. And you also dropped a 50-burger. Florida Gators fans in here. Yeah, y'all must be really bored, man. I think y'all would be fraying your jorts this weekend before your trip to Lexington. It is interesting that that point spread was Florida minus two and a half, and now it's all the way to Kentucky by one. Are you kidding me? Kentucky by one? Kentucky by one? Am I am I buying that movement and taking the Gators? What shifted from then until now? Type F for Florida, type K for Kentucky. Have Kentucky over their win total this year at six and a half. The over-under for that game is set at 44, and I heard you, Cap, say, well, Graham Mertz is balling out. If that's the case, then a, then a total wouldn't be at 44. If a quarterback is balling out and the total's at 44, you better be playing Iowa. Hmm. There you go. Samuel's the only K in here. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Tebow played twice at LSU. One, one, lost one. That was kind of a crazy time. Every time Tebow was involved, it was crazy. 45 to 0. Oh, man. Gators win. There you go. I do like I do like it, Mr. Jason and Shelby Gazzardo. And it's a joint YouTube account. Okay? A joint Facebook account is different than a joint YouTube. Joint Facebook account. Got to be careful. Got to be careful with the joint Facebook accounts. 
<laughs> got to be careful. Got to be careful. If so, if you get a friend request from a joint Facebook account and they're not over 90 years old, decline it. <laughs> decline it. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love it. Eighty-four percent of the public. Let's go, Dwayne. Let's go. Oh man. So that means you go Gators, right? I just don't understand how it can go from maybe I was just looking at it wrong. But I will say this. I tweeted this out earlier today. I've done really well picking college football games against the number this year. I've done terrible in the NFL. Uh, I, I'm in a pick em group with a, with, a, with a bunch of friends. I've just gotten killed in the NFL. I've sucked at fantasy, sucked at the NFL stuff, and I love the NFL. I do. I watch all the games on YouTube, all right? And I watch, like, the extended highlight clips. I say I watch all of them. I watch mostly the Bengals and Saints. <laughs> but, but I try and watch as much as I possibly can. And I'm sucking at picking the NFL this year. It has been a wild season. But college football has been pretty good. And the issue is there's not a game this week in college football that I like. Now, Samuel's done pretty well in college football. Samuel had Florida State minus two this past weekend. I actually watched the end of this game with him and his tailgate. And Samuel had the whole tailgate going crazy. It was wild. There was, there was some guy walking by saying, why are these why are these losers cheering for the team that whooped our arse in Orlando? Sylvia, I was going to go to bed early. I got, I got a 6 a.m. wake-up call because I'm going to Mississippi. So I was going to get an early night's sleep. But I said, if you super chat, we'll keep it going. So y'all should thank Jason and me. By the way, I don't know if you guys listen on uh, podcasts or whatever. But the truth is, I do upload every show on iTunes and Spotify. Okay. So I don't know if you guys listen to that. I prefer you guys to watch the replay on YouTube. But I know some of you like the podcast and all that stuff. So I upload all that stuff to there. Okay. Now. Next thing. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be in Oxford tomorrow. Ooh, Samuel's going Missouri 13 and a half. I don't know about that, Samuel. I don't know. Vandy has been banged up a little bit this year, but this is Missouri in an all-time look-ahead spot here. An all-timer. Okay? You got to go on the road. That is a trip. How far is it from Columbia to... Let me see. Okay. 
Okay. So the game is at 3 p.m. I would have preferred that to be at night so they wouldn't have to get back late at night. Um, how far is Columbia to Nashville? The seven-hour trip. Plane ride. How far is a flight? That's about a one-hour plane. No. No, about a... What is that? About a three-hour plane ride? Six hours would be about a two-hour plane ride. Something like that. But 13 and a half. I think Missouri is sitting where they are right now, thinking they're all at. And they're like, God, we were so close to beating Georgia. We get the opportunity to beat LSU. Samuel, don't say that to me. Dude, I'm so pissed off. I'm so freaking pissed off about that. So, Dude, I'm fur- furious. I could have sworn someone said Montgomery was out. Sworn. I'm furious right now. Furious. Just chilling on my bench. Just chilling on my bench, man. In both of my high stakes leagues. Furious. Furious. Gus Edwards better go off. Oh, God, dude. Telling you, Dwayne. I'm telling you. I mean, Vandy. Okay, Vandy's not a good team, but they're they're not bad. Like this is not the Derek Mason Vanderbilt. This is this is not that. Be freaking ready for the Commodores. Hell, Vanderbilt's got a Louisiana wide receiver, Will Shepard. I, I I know it's tough to blow two teams out in a row. I know Texas blew out Baylor, and they're in a look-ahead spot to Oklahoma. For some reason, I think Texas is going to blow out Kansas. They're not going to, and it does seem like a public-y kind of play to take Kansas because they do play a sexy style. Since we're talking about Beyonce earlier. When I was a boy, here's Sibley. When I was a young man, Sleep wasn't that important before they all missed game. Dude, what? So, what the hell happened with the David Montgomery thing? I'm so on tilt about this.
who said who said he was out? Yeah, I'm I'm about to go I'm about to go nuts, dude. I'm about to go nuts. Oh, it was a last minute report. Oh God. Dude, I'm I'm fur furious, man. Furious. Not you see, TJ, that's a divide. If you're younger, if you're younger, if you're a young gun, you hate it. Now, I want to mention something. I, I released a, a a clip. My videos have been doing really well on TikTok. I do like one video on TikTok, um, like a week. And it was a clip from yesterday's show. Tell me if you like this. All right. And I want to bring it back up because it, it was a hot topic and it got the chat going. All right. And I'll do it again. I am getting up very early. So in the next 10 to 15, if you super chat, we'll keep the party moving. All right. Um, are you enjoying the fewer possessions per game in college football? Type Y for yes, type in for no. Are you enjoying this? Okay. Now, if you're a parent, you might enjoy it because it's fewer snaps. I guess it makes the game safer. But type Y for yes if you're enjoying that the games are two possessions shorter. Okay. Sibley says he haven't hasn't really noticed. Okay. I didn't like it to begin with. It doesn't really make a, a whole lot of sense to shorten the games, okay? Because college football inherently has scarcity anyway. I'm serious. A college football game could be four hours, and I wouldn't care. It's not necessarily because I like more football. It's that it's actually the opposite. It's we don't have a whole lot of football. So why are we trying to rush through it? You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. College football is, and it's cruel that you're a fan of college football. If you're watching this, college football is probably a top two or three sport in your hierarchy. Probably number one for, for most of us. It's the scarcest resource we have. And it's even more scarce Considering on average, you're playing three games versus nobodies. So, really, you play 10 Power 5 games a year. 10. 10. There, you, you haven't really noticed because there's been more commercials. That's why. And that was the point of the short clip we released earlier.
Over or under for the LSU game is at 63, if I'm not mistaken. And I am not betting under for an LSU game <laughs> at, at this point with how good our offense is and how actually at 67 and a half, that's my bad. Uh, 67 and a half. I read a stat earlier today from T-Shoe Index that college football unders at 76 and a half, or excuse me, at 66 or more, college football unders are like 12 and 3. So 67 is a high, high, high number. So I'm still not taking an under. I mean, the over, under, and in, in freaking USC versus Colorado is at 74. Saints fan, what do you think about Derek Carr, Jared? Last week, LSU had 75% of the public money on them. I was like, dang. 75% on the Arkansas game or 75% on an early look ahead to Ole Miss? Let me know. Um. Yeah, that Arkansas spot was just too good to be true. It was too good to be true. Um, I'm still shocked that that line was at 18. I'm still shocked. And we got 17 and a hook. So like I said, I had Arkansas last week at plus 17 and a half. There is no way we were blowing them out in a spot like that. No way. Um but LSU has played in a lot of high-profile games. They look good in them. And Arkansas is Arkansas. Let me see. That's always better with TJ in it. Always, always, always better with TJ in it. I really do mean that. All right. 
Oh, you sent me an email, Jason? That's cool. Oh, so you have a kiddo. That's right. You said that earlier. I'll just some. Um, okay. I got you, man. I got you. Arkansas. And Jason's right there on the state line, man. Oh, going from Saints. Oh, okay. To not just be a Saints fan, but to be an LSU fan. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, New Orleans always has one of the highest marketed, like, NFL numbers. Like, the ratings for the NFL in New Orleans is so freaking high. Which still never makes sense why they screwed the Saints out of the Super Bowl. Never made any sense to me. Now, let's take a few more here. Uh... You know, I was thinking about this. Nick, you know one thing that's not been mentioned at all this week? And I was thinking about this uh, with the, um, like the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, um, storyline. I think people forget and this was like the prime college game day years. All right, I still think game day is good. I know it's I know it's cool to not like game day now cuz I got rid of Pollock and and McAfee's too much and it's not a really big deal anyway. I li- I like McAfee, I like Pollock, whatever. But and it's ironic because this wasn't even an LSU Ole Miss game. But Katy Perry, the corn dog thing on game day, it will be hard to top a game day than Katy Perry's game day. When she shot her shot at Trevor Knight of all players, I will never forget Katy Perry on game day. Definitely a top five game day moment and probably the best guest picker. Like it was, she was so freaking funny. And I say that because the funniest game day guest, Ken Jeong, 
is uh, back this weekend for Notre Dame versus Duke. And he made that joke about his wife yesterday, last year on game day. That was so freaking elite. And they're having him back tomorrow. His wife joke on game day last year was so freaking funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, man. Let's go to Jason, a super chat from earlier. Yeah, I think so. Do we think this stretch of games is crucial for BK's validation as a top head coach, given the talent we have right now? All right. So I'll put this up uh, just to you know go along with uh, Jason's point here. All right. I understand Missouri is a really not-so-great team, but they are undefeated, so they're kind of good team. But yes, the sign of a good coach is beating the teams you are supposed to beat. And truth be told, Brian Kelly historically has always done that. He has always done a really good job of beating the teams he's supposed to beat. Ole Miss is a team he is supposed to beat. LSU has superior talent. Missouri is a team he's supposed to beat. LSU has superior talent. Auburn is not good this year. LSU has superior talent. So if Brian Kelly is to win all three of these games, he's a pretty daggum good coach. And this comes from someone that's a huge LSU fan, okay? I put LSU going 3-0 and in these next three games at about a 40% chance. And I, I'll stick to that. It's going to be hard to win all three of these games. It just is. Now, individually, they're going to be favored in all three of those games. But it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. I think Dwayne's had some crazy stories. You're going to have to DM me on Twitter or Instagram at Power Hour LSU, these stories. You have the Beyonce story, you have the Katy Perry story. What's up, Precious? Good to see you. Love it.
Next up, Saban retires in two years. Prime leaves Colorado for Bama. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess. I mean, like how much better could you recruit Bama? Though? That would be my, my point. The only difference is is Prime's best years of coaching are only ahead of him. Like once he starts learning everything, he is going to be unstoppable if he gets to a better program. I do think though I don't think he would really want to go to Alabama though. I don't. I think he's going to want to be at one of the Florida schools. Okay. I think he would have to be, I think he would want to be at one of the Florida schools. Or if Texas hasn't won anything yet, he would want to be at one of those schools. Okay. Because of his connections to both of those states. I don't think he would ever really want to be in Alabama. But yeah, the Aflac can collect. That's a good point, Jason. Yeah, TJ. The only problem is there is going to be none. It's an eleven a.m. game, and all the eyeballs are going to be on Texas, Oklahoma. So, yeah, I mean, they let you know what they think about the national attention about that game already. Um, now, would be, you are right, though. It would be more if both teams are undefeated. But but in college football, it, it, it does matter when you play teams. It just does. Like, it matters so freaking much. Let's see. We are the only other ranked versus ranked matched up. Guess it will depend if UCLA wins this weekend. Or if Syracuse wins this weekend. Syracuse could be ranked. No, actually, they would be ranked if they beat Clemson this weekend. Gorilla, what's up, man?
I'm worried about my parents at this Guns N' Roses show. I think I think he's a Notre Dame fan. Yeah, Joshua, uh, one thing I would say every coach is an opportunist. What did oh Actually, I had to go run some errands, so I just picked up a little chicken strip basket. And when I was done eating it, I was like, man, I've got to lose some weight. Like, right when I dipped this chicken tender into some gravy, I was like, dude, you check your arteries. Like, you, you've got to lose some weight. Now, I don't know if I ever get back into soccer shape. I was still a kind of chunky soccer player, but I kind of want to get close to that. Bought some new running shoes this past weekend at, at Varsity. All right, y'all. Your boy's getting up early. I will be in Oxford tomorrow for a little bit. Yeah, I did dipped it in gravy. What, what's what, what's what's so what's so wrong about that? Are you are you anti gravy? It was just it came with the meal, so I dipped the chicken. Is that, is that wrong? Is is that a is that a sign that I've gone too far? <laughs> is is this Homer Simpson on his twelfth donut here? A lot of you are probably thinking like in person I look like Boba Fett. Uh, I say Boba Fett. No, Java, Java the Hut. Dang Dwayne, Dwayne is Dwayne's big time. With JLD, the legend, or the top ten like sitcom actress. Thank you, TJ. I didn't think that would be controversial. But JLD? The legend? Like, how many, like, female sitcom actresses are over JLD? Like, how many? I mean, I guess it would just be... Sarah Jessica Parker, basically. I, I would guess I would be and even then. I think I think JLD's probably number one. Uh, unless you want to go Leah Remini. You can talk Leah Remini. Or however you say her last name. 
But JLD's probably the if you're doing a power ranking, she's probably number one. Who who else would be in there? And and, and don't do don't say Vitamita Vegemin Lucy. I no, that's that's a different era. That's a totally different era. Tell them RSX or, or 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 there you go. So we got time. We got RSX here. Thank you. I just met RSX. He 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 flew in from Minnesota for the PHL meetup and to go to the Hogs game, baby. Top dog coming in here trolling. Tell him TJ. Dwayne, Dwayne just dropped that in here. He was like, well, since you asked. See, at the end, you acted with JLD, the GOAT. The greatest actress of all time is Lynn Whitfield, though. Look her up. She's a GOAT. She's better than everyone. Meryl Streep, nothing on Lynn Whitfield. Number one. You haven't lived until you've seen the Josephine Baker story. You haven't lived until you've seen a thin line between love and hate. You haven't lived. She's a goat. Why did two random people both mention Bill Cosby during a... That's just so random. At the same exact time during a... Uh, uh, that is, that is, that's mind blowing. It's so late now that it's not even that late. I'm tired. That is so strange that talking about females, uh, Bill Cosby, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> that's so weird. Like, I, 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 there, there's no clever retort to that. <laughs> but, uh, Lynn's number one. Number two. Oh, you know, you know who's really freaking good. You know, you know who's really freaking good is um is uh, Emily Blunt is so good at acting. She is so freaking good. Emily Blunt. Is a freaking beast. A beast. All right. It is. Power. Hour. LSU. Boom. And tonight we are doing chicken strips and gravy, baby. Let's go. Let's freaking go. 